listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Good morning, everyone. So I am your host, Dr. Kavita Bhargav, a gold medal in psychology, practicing clinical hypnotherapist, transpersonal regression therapist, and a trainer for the regression therapy, where especially the clinical hypnotherapy part of it. I'm back again with a different chapter for all of you. And this chapter is chapter number one from class 11th of psychology. I'm making this episode very specially for two people. Number one, Deepti Varma. She's a clinical hypnotherapist and she wanted to understand what exactly psychology is right from the basics. So thank you, Deepti Di. This one is for you. And second, for Neha Gupta, she is learning the guidance and counseling course. She wrote to me yesterday, last night, that she enjoys listening to my podcast and eagerly waits for the Wednesdays. So Neha, thank you for motivating me. I was delaying this. But today is Tuesday and I am recording it as per the promise made yesterday. Thank you for reaching out. So in this episode, we are going to learn what is psychology. Psychology as a discipline, understanding mind and behavior. So since this is class 11th, I really don't need to focus more upon the keywords. So I'm just flowing with it. So psychology initially was not itself a science, but philosophy existed. And from philosophy, slowly they wanted to study the science of the soul. And um, there came in the word psychology. From there, slowly they picked up the word, the Greek word Psyche and Logos for the word psychology. Psyche means soul. Logos means science or study of any subject. So if we look at this definition which sets the primary guidelines where it started initially. So it suggests that psychology is a study of soul or mind. But then as each science, when it is founded, later on more of additions come in, more of improvements and enhancements keep coming in. So that's how the same thing happened with psychology. So after a period of time, the psychologists, they said that no, we want to make it more scientific in nature, more scientific in its approach, which would rather deal with the processes that are underlying human experience as well as the behavior. So now psychology stood as an independent branch which started studying the human behaviors and the experiences, slowly it spread out to individual level, to person or a group level or organizational level as well. So keeping all this in mind, there is one definition which is most important definition which is generally asked in the vivas also, be it class 11th or the masters. So they would ask you to define psychology. What is the answer to this question? 
साइकोलॉजी इज डिफाइंड फॉर्मली एज अ साइंस विच स्टडीज मेंटल प्रोसेसेस एक्सपीरियंसेस एंड बिहेवियर इन डिफरेंट कॉन्टेक्स्ट सो पॉइंट ऑफ इंपॉर्टेंस हियर इज डिफरेंट कॉन्टेक्स okay it's not like you are studying one particular context and then you are generalizing it no so it is carrying the variability along with it the three important points here are mental processes experiences and the behavior in different contexts so if you talk about the experiences experiences are very personal in nature they are very subjective in nature so each person whoever is experiencing something will be based upon his or her own perceptions to life or awareness or the state of consciousness so if i expect equal level of maturity from all the students then i will be incorrect some will have a different iq level and a different experience to life some will have something else so similarly you know if you look at the people living in colder countries for them the experience of sunlight is like a warmth of a sun but if there are people who are living in deserts like i am from rajasthan for me the experience of sunlight would be scorching heat and again if there is someone who is in rajasthan and is a farmer for him the heat would be okay but for me who is most of the time in the ac the heat would be okay and not okay at the same time if i am moving out often okay so most of the time we are used to living in the, inside the house so this is very personal i may be teaching a concept to you but someone a person with the name a will experience it it with something else b will experience it with something else and c will experience the same thing as something else so it's very personalized so in psychology we deal with this as well so we use all the mental processes with certain concepts like thinking reasoning analysis and stuff so the mental activities are including all these processes that are related to the mental part of it so like if we have to if someone has to solve a mathematical problem then the brain activities can be observed using different techniques of brain imaging however the brain activity of every person will not be the same so that's about the mental processes like if experience is there then it has to be something related to the personal life the way we look at the stuff okay but if we talk about the mental processes then what all can be included thinking reasoning analysis logic decision making the topic of problem solving intelligence all these are mental processes which psychology is studying it involves the mind in part especially the conscious part of it also remembering learning knowing perceiving feelings are the interest area of the psychologist who are studying with the mental processes of a person coming to the experience part once again then psychologists have focus on experiences of pain being experienced differently by terminally ill patients or psychologically ill patients bereavement people who have lost their someone whom they love dearly or in a romantic relationship pain is one variable but then again the experience of the pain would be different for each person in all these categories so if there is a yogi who is meditating for different level of consciousness then pain would be 
a redundant factor for him he may not observe the same pain like anyone who is in a romantic relationship and has a pain of broken heart behaviors the third part of the definition says behaviors in different context now if we look at the behavior part of it then there are two types of behaviors the overt behavior and the covert behavior overt is something which is visible to others outward responses are there while when we talk about the covert behavior it's a hidden behavior you cannot observe that some people may see a trigger and think of doing something else like for example if i see a water bottle then i may inside feel like having water but outside i may not while other person can have the water directly now when the person is having this water this is a visible behavior which means visible behavior is overt behavior when someone is looking at the bottle and thinking about this behavior that's a covert behavior it is hidden at the same time you may behave in a manner in a very healthy happy disciplined manner in front of your teachers or your principals but as soon as you come to home you'll be a different personality with a different set of behavior no discipline one shoe here the other shoe there watching tv no set timing for eating sleeping or anything else these are two different behaviors so different context you know if i see a person for example let me name him harsh so harsh in the school in front of the teachers observable behavior of harsh is a disciplined child behavior who is quite sincere and attentive in all his studies but as soon as harsh reaches home the behavior which is visible to others can be different this is a different context now now harsh is someone who is very naughty who is always behind his younger brother who is beating the dog often sleeping eating and when the mother says harsh go off to study he doesn't like doing it a different behavior so even the covert behavior can be different in different contexts the same person would behave differently when it comes to friend harsh is very friendly he is always ready to help or being very nice friend okay so everything under all the you know uh, these three concepts uh, the mental processes or the experiences and the behaviors in different contexts all the things that fall under the umbrella of all these three things are a part of psychology i hope you understood what exactly is psychology from here coming to the next idea which is psychology as a discipline so if we look at psychology as a discipline then we can understand and explain mind that works and how difficult mental processes are that result in different behaviors so everything is observable and measurable here so when the things are observable and measurable we can verify the constructs we can have a hypothesis or we use the scientific methods for any research then that discipline is called science but if we just observe the behavior introspect or we talk about the subjective feelings or the subjective being then this is the forte of a social science so let's understand how psychology is a mix of both it is a science as well as art 
or social science how is it a natural science let's see to this psychologists try to minimize biases so for that matter they use scientific and objective techniques so once a hypothesis is created based a idea came up to a psychologist that i can do a research into this particular area so what is suggested for him the step 1 is setting the hypothesis so he would based upon uh, certain the prevalent statements or the prejudices or the stereotypes or anything else he would pick up a hypothesis and based upon this hypothesis now he would do the research and in the end he would say looking at all these circumstances and the scientific variability or the verification the science or the hypothesis is now either accepted or rejected so first step is hypothesis and based upon the hypothesis then it follows the hypothetical deductive model so first hypothesis then aim objective of the research the objectivity and the transparency is maintained throughout the research can we verify it can we measure it all that is seen the variables are uh, selected like if you are wanting to study intelligence as a construct or personality as a construct and if you want to see a relationship between the two then a hypothesis can be intelligent people have a good personality or a charming personality has an intellectual mind we can take up both these as the hypothesis and then based upon these hypothesis we will figure out the research design how are we going to study this okay so what all variables will we take what will be the hidden variables something which can obstruct my research so we'll identify all those and based upon certain methods of psychology we will gather the information the information that is gathered through sampling sampling is also again another scientific technique after the sampling the information gathering we will see the analysis the statistics will be applied and then we'll be checking okay finally this is where we stand can could we verify the hypothesis or could we not so each process that is utilized is scientific in approach so these things like objectivity scientific part of it the variability or verifiability and the research design everything brings psychology under the purview of a natural science we can also define certain concept in psychology and then measure it we can use eeg also to study the brain activity of a person coming to the psychology as art or psychology as social science let's understand social science and there are two people with the same age like uh, one person is from healthy or you know a middle class family with a good standard okay so if this person likes pencil in the class like five years old child is there and if he is liking a pencil in the class what would he do maybe he can pick up the pencil and come back home looking at this the mother would see and may ask from where have you got this pencil this is incorrect in our culture you need to return it back tomorrow to your friend don't pick up things like this we label it as stealing while there is another child who is a 5 years old child from a 
family of a pickpocketer now what would he do when the father is talking to one uncle he goes back and takes away the picks the pocket takes away the purse from the back pocket when the father reaches home he says dad look what i've got for you and when the dad asks what is it the child says here see i've got a wallet for you the dad would say how how would he respond he will not scold the child he would rather say wow you have learned the art right away at the age of 5 years congratulations and here take 10 rupees and you go and have the chocolate so two age group two small kids with different set of behavior so how exactly are you behaving so one person would be labeled social as per the norms of the society while this other child will be labeled as anti social because he is not following certain things which are not accepted in the societal norms so same age group same place yet different behaviors and each culture how exactly is it impacting the psyche of the person we study all this in psychology coming to understanding mind and behavior now before understanding this mind and behavior i would like you to learn the difference between mind and behavior if you are a class 11th student this is whatever i am going to teach now is just for your understanding avoid writing it in your answer sheets because this knowledge is not yet in the ncert books so when we talk about mind then dr john capus defined mind as a big ball of energy which is approximately 12 feet in diameter the center of which is located in the pit of your stomach where exactly you feel the butterflies while if we look at the brain then that's a tangible entity you know so let's differentiate between the two when i talk about mind and when i talk about brain okay so let's understand brain brain is something which is made up of flesh while mind is a ball of energy brain is some 650 or uh, 1500 grams which is given equally to each individual while mind is 12 feet in diameter same for everyone brain is um located in the skull of the head while the center of the mind is in the pit of the stomach you've heard of brain dead situation but there is no mind dead situation because it is energy you've heard of brain lesions there is nothing called mind lesion again because it is energy it cannot have lesions brain can be dead but mind cannot die why because mind is the software that operates on the hardware called the brain so brain it's without mind itself is dead brain is in the body while body is in the mind as i am saying 12 feet in diameter so there is a huge difference okay so you can do this small experiment while going off to sleep keep a bottle at your side and switch off the lights you would know in the night when you are getting up exactly where you have to put your hand because brain how does this operate brain sees the things and then see okay this is where i have to lead my body or my hand towards that but in the night when the lights are off there is no stimulus no signal going to the brain yet the mind knows where i have kept the bottle so the hand would automatically guide it towards that 
If you want to switch on the lights, you would know exactly where is the switchboard. How do you know that? Because of the experiences that are already stored in your mind. So now, without any signal, you the mind is guiding the brain to go that way, and then the brain guides the body to walk ahead. Okay, so. mind operates on the brain while brain gives the command to the body that's how all three are connected and each person's mind helps him behave in a particular manner recent studies in affective neuroscience have clearly shown that there is a relationship between mind and behavior positive visualization techniques feelings or positive emotions all this can bring about a significant change in the bodily processes how is this happening because the mind if there is a thought you're focusing upon your mind is focusing upon that thought with the conscious part of it the contemplation and stuff would happen then this would bring about the potential thought into the energetic thought like the energy in motion so anything thought is nothing but a packet of energy energy is of two type potential and kinetic when i'm saying mind is 12 feet in diameter then onto any thought onto which you are giving the contemplation ka energy that thought would change into energy in motion kinetic energy and energy in motion in terms of thoughts is nothing but emotion emotion is a frequency a my body has a frequency a emotion is a plus plus okay so i can see okay this is what the emotion is inside the mind so a kind of covert thing but the moment this emotion is displayed on my body in the form of smiling or crying or anger or upset emotion then this is visible to all others so this becomes the feeling and feeling creates my behavior so if i am happy i would be happily interacting with people that would be the behavior part if i am angry then my be- behavior would be something else and believe me you each behavior of yours is creating the experiences in life all experiences they get stored in your conscious mind when you go off to sleep the critical filter breaks and it goes down in your subconscious mind which is 6000 times powerful so henceforth in life you're creating the same reality that becomes the habit of a person so that's how we can say the mind and the behavior both are connected a new discipline called psychoneuroimmunology it talks about the same the roles played by the mind in strengthening the immune system so when my mind is balanced then definitely there is no disease in the mind so that's the subject matter of psychoneuroimmunology so i hope uh, you got the three key ideas which i discussed in this episode let me have a quick recap what is psychology psychology a scientific science that studies the mental processes the experiences and the behaviors in different contexts psychology as a discipline psychology is both a science as well as a social science or an arts and related to each subject of art if we look at art as a complete field then you would see psychology in all the disciplines of social science or arts like in political science we are studying the behavior of the leaders or the groups or the herds in uh, economics we know where and how the person would spend the money 
the consumer psychology forms this part okay if we look at history then we are again having the human beings who behave differently and led to world wars also similarly in all other subjects of arts psychology is utilized so when we go to the next topic about uh, arts and all i will talk about it in detail in the forthcoming episodes coming to the understanding mind and behavior then one thing is clear there is a distinction between mind and brain mind operates on the brain while brain operates on the body through the neural pathways the neurons and this in turn leads to a behavioral pattern looking at the behavior the habits are developed and then a reality is formed accordingly so it becomes very important to check on to which thought are you focusing your energy a branch called psychoneuroimmunology studies how the brain or the mind develops immunity in a person so with this we finish the first episode of class 11th chapter 1 if you like this episode please feel free to share this with your friends and family and all those who may need this knowledge because i cannot reach each person at least my voice can reach so share it subscribe it remember each wednesday is my day for release of a next episode keep in touch follow the facebook group for more discussions and the details there the link for the group is shared in the description of this episode or the podcast itself the links for the podcast remain same episodes get added so save the link and you can check it out each wednesday you can also follow me on instagram for many lives that i'm doing these days some of the recordings of these live sessions you may find on my youtube channel so i'll see you in the next week looking forward to your feed forwards and the motivations thank you for updating me for reaching out to me and thank you for helping me to record each new episode this is what your contribution or your energy exchange is thank you so much happy learning happy healing